What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuning here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Visors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters. All right, give them a call. His number is 210-641-4000. He can give you a free quote today. That is Integrity Visors Agency, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines as usual. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me, don't forget it's on Twitter, at SportsGrind. And also, if you want to participate in the show, you can stream the show live on the SportsGrind Entertainment Facebook page or my personal page on Facebook as well, too. Leave comments. We'll read those if they're accordingly and time permitting. Also... Don't forget to don't forget it's still out there on the Instagram world SGE underscore pics. Um, if you follow me on that as well too, and and if you miss any of the daily episodes, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com dot com where you can download the daily podcast every day. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Mister Clark, what's up? Ready to rock and roll. Ready to go, Mister yes, Sam's. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right, man. It is Friday. You know, those put me in better moods to the weekend. It's a Mother's Day uh, edition weekend for all you mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day for all you that have mothers still, fortunately, to be living. Don't take them for granted. You know, make sure you uh, enjoy them on Sunday. You know, it's been over, yeah, been over a decade now since I lost my mom. So every every Mother's Day since then, I always put that message out, too, because I've kind of got caught up in the world there trying to get this business going. It was like, I remember sometimes I talked to my mom like maybe once a week, you know. And then, you know, things happen. So don't take that for granted. Never. But anyway, hope everybody has a safe Mother's Day weekend. It's supposed to be a hot one too, man. We're supposed to, I mean, we're going to tie a record tomorrow, which about 100, which is a record. And then on Sunday, it's supposed to be 101, but the immunity is not supposed to be that bad. But that's, I mean, normally we don't see 100 till we get, you know, a good summer, we don't see 100 till we get to probably the end of June, you know, maybe July. And this is early, man. We're sending 100, so watch out, you know. But anyway, all right, man, so this is what we got going on in the sports world heading to the weekend. Of course, we've got to look at NBA playoffs resume. It took a night off last night. They resume today. Definitely want to look at those games as they change, as the gates, uh, game threes change scenery and the semifinal rounds, East and Western, definitely want to take a look at those. Also, you have some um, other off the, you know, I should say not playoff news, but off the court news in the NBA. Um, of course, you know, you heard me tell you all the other day that Phil Jackson was supposed to be being uh, consulting with the Lakers brass about the next, you know, hiring of their head coach. To this morning, there's a report saying that Frank Vogel was let go because he couldn't maximize Russell Westbrook. And I was like, seriously? 
I was like, come on, man. I mean, I wasn't a big Frank Vogel fan. I definitely think the where the roster was constructed with the the veterans and the you know aging talent he had that this wasn't really the right roster for him. But to sit there and whoever leaked that out to try to say that hey, this is really why he was let go because he couldn't maximize. Russell Westbrook. Okay, well, let's see how the next coach does. I mean, whoever you're going to get, because again, I think he's he's pretty much stuck. I mean, you could try to they're going to try to move him, but I don't know how successful that's going to be. But I just thought that was bush league uh, to put that report out there. Also, speaking of um, you know other NBA news on the court, uh, Zach Levine. You know, we brought him up earlier during the week uh, because of the Dejounte Murray type of. Uh, you know, little communication there on social media. Now the young, the young guys do it now. Uh, but supposedly there are reports that he's not happy in Chicago. And I know the other day Zach's already come out and said, Hey, I intend to enjoy my free agency. Now what that means is like, yeah, I'm going to take my trips. I want to take, you know, the whole perks that comes with the teams that really want to sign me. Now I don't know, you know, what kind of level I think the other GM sees Zach on. Like if he's just going to get, I mean, of course we're not talking about the, you know, like a Kawhi Leonard or a LeBron James or a Tim Duncan type of, you know, courting and doing free agency, but he'll get some attention. So it had me thinking that if this is true and he's going to be an unstrict, unrestricted free agent, should the Spurs go all out as once free agency begins and trying to recruit him? Just thought I'd throw it out there. You know, don't want to spend too much time on it because honestly – I mean, I don't know. These are early reports, but I don't know the level of what he's up unhappy about. But I always thought, like, you know, unless it's really something with Billy Donovan in the front office, I, don't, I mean, I think he's in a good situation uh, with the Bulls, uh, with the talent they got right there. But if he's not happy, I wonder if the Silver and Black should make a deep run, you know, for him in regards, especially if there's some connections there with DJ, you know. Uh, but we'll see how I mean we'll see how it plays out. I mean we haven't even crowned a champion yet, uh, so we've got time to get those uh, summer rumors heated up and stuff. Also, golf world, you know, a couple things going on. Uh, Sergio Garcia, you know, he had a mini meltdown. One of his mini meltdowns uh, yesterday at a tournament. I think it was like the tenth hole. You know, he sprayed a ball off the tee, lost it in the. Uh, in the rough, pretty much almost out of play. He was taking forever looking. He finally found the ball, but the rule official was like, hey, man, took too long, penalty. And here comes Surge. You know, what? What do you mean? And then the thing is, of course, everybody's got mics now around, even on the golf course. The boom mics pick up like, oh, I can't wait to leave. I can't wait to get out of here. I mean, I'm glad when I'm done with this tour, so I have to deal with you, you know, to the rules official. Now, everybody understands and speculate, which is true. He's talking about this whole tour that's still trying to get going about the whole Saudis and this other European tour. And I think that's what he's being alluded to. And the crazy thing to me about that is, first of all, that's Sergio. I mean, he's he's a guy that I'm surprised he plays over here in the States as much as he does because he's, he's public enemy and one with some of these galleries and stuff, especially at majors and stuff. They really like to heckle him. And why? Because of this. Because you, can, you know you can get a reaction out of him. You know, he kind of wears his emotion on his sleeve. That's what the deal is. But what's crazy, and the reason I'm bringing this up, because I meant to bring this up yesterday because it was news yesterday, but we just didn't get to it because we were talking about the quarterbacks and stuff. Um, lefty, old Phil, okay? It's been leaked out, you know, and by the, you know, he's got a book coming out. And the guy who actually did the book, 
you know, has kind of, and I don't know if it's actually in the book, but the guy who's the biography that did it had kind of leaked out and said, hey, you know, from 2010, I think it was 2010 to 2014, Phil lost $40 million in gambling. Man. It's a lot of money. Let me tell you. Uh, well, first of all, it's no, it wasn't a shock to me. I mean, I mean, it's making, it kind of leaked out and then it's kind of on most of the major websites today. It's making more noise today. Um, because I always knew because I've paid attention to that community, know people in the community, uh, speaking of the gambling world. And I've, I've made reference on this show a few times over the last couple of years while Phil was in my doghouse because he kind of, he went to Kashi 69 on Billy Walters. And for y'all that don't know who Billy Walters is, he's one of the, Godfather's one of the legends in sports betting in regards to his systems. I mean, he's been on 60 Minutes, you know, served some time, already got out. And as part of that whole inside trading situation that Phil was involved, that he had to pay back a million dollars to this whole tip that he got. I'm like, well, damn, Martha Stewart's ass went to jail. You know, she had to sit in the cell before she hooked up with Snoop. But Phil, old lefty, all he had to do is say, hey, my bad, I didn't know. I had no idea. Like, okay, man. So he had to pay a million dollars back. But to me, somebody leaked this out, and, and I don't even know if it's the bike, but the, the fact of it is is that it's put out there, and people are going to run with it because I think you have a and, – and, you know, Greg Norman, I mean, he talked about he had a lot of decommits for this tournament, guys that were really supposed to play in this league because of the comments with Phil that kind of, you know, hit a, you know, a storm. But Phil, this is one of those that they're going to start coming at Phil, and you're going to see things here and there leak out because they feel like, you know what? You start, we know you're lefty, but you stir in the pot with this whole Saudi league, and we're kind of putting it on you. So anything, any skeletons in the closet you got, we're gonna let it know. I'm like, damn, Phil. Like I thought, John, like John Daly, Long John. You know, he was he's 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 been on the tour. Everybody knows the story about John Daly. I knew John Daly was a gambler. John John Daly reported he's been out saying he's lost probably, and he get, he had to take a rough estimate. But, you know, I know years ago he came out and said he lost about $20 million. So I was thinking when I was like, damn, Phil, 40 I was like, man, you doubled up with John Daly. And, of course, Phil's got more career earners and money he's made, you know, do that. But in that piece, when it's come out, it talks about that stretch where Phil's game was struggling. You know, you got, you know, you go, you, of course, you got maintenance of all these things, the lifestyle that you live, your, the fuel for the private plane, the jet that you got, that you travel in and out. And he kind of hit a rough road there financially. And that's what they're kind of, and then they go back and they dig and say, well, you know, due to records and because of this case with getting tied up with Billy Walters, this is how much money he lost. So I'm just telling you now, going forward, be prepared to, I think Phil's going to be picked on a lot because he's going to be the one that feels like, you know, you're trying to go against. The PGA, like you kind of badmouth the PGA. We know your skeletons and we about to let you, let you leak. And to me, I don't, I'm not the last one to come defend Phil because at the end of the day, he's always, he's been, you know, iffy with me. Got a chance to meet him in public one time, but you know, I've always said with him, like a lot of these guys dodge what Tiger had to go through. Like if this was Tiger that lost $40 million, we would have known about this already by now, and we'd still be talking. It'd be leading in everybody else. It's just, you know, so my thing is, like, I think Phil is about to get a little bit of a little bit Tiger treatment where it's like, hey, you mess up, we're going to air your dirty laundry. So you got that going on. Also, it's fight weekend. Where are my Canelo haters at? I know y'all out there. You know, I see y'all on social media. I know Kansas City Rob, he, he always pops up on my timeline. I know I thought it came across a put oh, this fight's going to be boring. And it's all, and the reason why I'm bringing it up, because I know Jonas has wrote about it, you know, followed his opponent, is I want to get the gauge of where are we putting this? Is this, is this a 
decent opponent for Canelo because a lot of people out there are just upset with Canelo because they feel like, oh, what is he doing? He should be fighting this. But I look at it as like the guy is just right now at that level in his prime on who's really beating him at that weight class. I mean, that's where I feel like it's more of him on a different level right now than people just thinking like, oh, this ain't no match. This ain't no contender. Why don't he fight this? Charlos and all, you know. You know, Cowboy James. What's your take on this matchup in regards to just the opponent or who he's who he's facing? Well, he's facing a, a champion in another in another division. He's stepping up in weight class, going up to light heavyweight because he already owns all the hard all the hardware um, at at, at uh, super middle. So he he's going on. He's doing what everybody else does. Once you've got all your belts, start taking over other divisions. He's out there. He, he's out there saying that he's he is willing to go up to heavyweight. I don't know. And if so, he, do so that. he's gonna he's gonna take his steps up because he wants to make he he's he's in his prime, number one boxer, pound for pound in the world. He's he's going to see how far he can go. What what levels he can take down. If if you can be a guy who's who's conquered, he's already won titles at four different divisions. So if you can do what you've done and, and and work your way all the way up to heavy, and and have a title shot there, and then and that's just huge. And so this is a step in that direction. Everybody knows that if Canelo wins this weekend, tomorrow, uh, which he's a, I think minus five sixty five favorite on the betting line, huh? uh, on on the line for that. If he wins, he's got his fight with Triple G this September. That's the caveat on that one. And so you're going to get Triple G Part Three. I don't versus know. Canelo. I mean, I don't know if I'm watching this fight tomorrow, but I'd rather probably watch this one instead of another Triple G fight. Triple G just can't. He, Triple G does not have the style that's going to beat this guy, especially not now. I, I mean, the only reason why we're seeing part three because there's because it makes money sense to to Canelo to both of them. I mean, I'd be I'd be surprised. I mean, it's probably going to be doing numbers, but I'd surprised to see really what numbers that fight's going to do. I have no. I, I don't even know why we're doing this again. Well, you do it again because part. because it brings back in like you're saying it brings back in the payday. Everybody else has already heard about one editions one and two, so it's just even though it's it may not be a, a as big for for boxing fan, it's going to be a marquee headline. People are going to pay attention. People are going to watch. You're going to have watch parties around for it, just because it's we love trilogies. That's fine, but we I don't like forced trilogies. Okay. There's been a lot of movies I can think of that was forced tr- trilogies that should have stopped after one and maybe even two. Uh, you know, um, Fast and Furious is one of those. Should have stopped after one. I was nine. done. I was done after one. I mean, I know the money. I mean, big money comes in. Um, I can't throw Back to the Future to that because, you know, Back in the Future, I think which one is the one I feel like y'all could have done without that one? I, the one that was the Western one, him and Doc went back. Was that three? That was three. Yeah, one and two was good. They could have stopped after. That's a forced trilogy right there. Okay, perfect example. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with classic, iconic, Back to the Future, force trilogy. Had no business making three. Uh, another force one didn't make three, but made two. Should have never made Hangover two. Well, they, they did make three Hangovers, didn't they? They made three okay. Hangovers, Hangover yeah. two was horrible. It was rushed. It, they knew that they had a, a iconic movie on the first one. Money's coming in. Bam, go. 
Rush trilogy. Nobody, this Triple G, it's, and I remember going on these airwaves, you're going the first, I'm like, man, that guy, he knocks out everybody, speaking of Triple G, he's not outboxing this guy. So, I I understand it, you're right. People are still going to go see it, people are going to have fight parties, but I'm just more into, uh, you know, like I said, I've never claimed that I'm some boxing guru on this on these airwaves, but I still come to school where styles make fights, and instead of just being that marquee, like, oh, we've got two names, I'd rather have a fight of somebody Canelo's uh, level that he's fighting somebody that is going to be a little bit more like saying, okay, maybe this style he can get him if he's off his game one night. And right now in the last few people can talk about he hadn't fought nobody, whatever. Canelo is he, he's in a zone right now. And I don't know who and I don't know who could really, you know, get him. But that's why you have this weekend's fight against Beevil. Okay. Because it, it it it's the opportunity to there is nobody at his class that can, that can take him down, which is why he's going up against heavier hitters, guys who are used to knocking out guys, it, heavier fighters who take more of a beating. He's going to be a, every t- every step up that he's going to take from here. If he's going to go up to light heavyweight and then work his way up to heavyweight, he's going to be severely undersized. Right. His weight will be there, but his height's not going to be there, and he's going up against guys who are used to care- to hit- taking those kinds of punches. I-, I think, my opinion, light heavyweight's the maximum you go. I, I love Canelo. I, mean, I won't say I love him, but I- I'm a big Canelo fan. I don't I, heavyweight. That's a different monster. I don't know if he's really ready for that. Light heavyweight is probably the further I would press it. But when we get back, before we get into some more NFL talk, we've got to talk about the NBA, the playoffs. Game threes resume tonight. Changing scenery. Let's take a look at it. We get back. You listen to the sports crime. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sand Spinner, the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Oh, taking a little back there, Samus. I see you like it here on this R&B Friday, 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Crime, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
All right, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. All right, keep in mind, Tiger Sanitation, they're looking for a job. They're always hiring. Great company to work for. Do a lot of stuff for the community and surrounding areas as well, to a lot of charities as well they're involved in. And if you're looking for a job, you, for more details, you can go to their website at tigersanitation.com. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so NBA uh, gets back up and going their playoffs. Uh, speaking of playoffs, real quick, shout out NHL. Uh, Dante called it. I mean, he had more confidence and faith in the man Sam. Dallas Stars tied up the series 1-1, 2-0, a victory last night. Um Defense played good defense, and he also did he say the Rangers was going to tie it up too? He had the Rangers tying their series as well. Wow, yes, sir. okay, all right. So NHL continues to uh, roll on. Yeah, we keep scores on this show. We keep scores during these two to four hours. Always have, always will, as long as I'm breathing. You know, um, but the NBA playoffs come back tonight, and the question is, will Embiid be cleared to play? Now he's. He's been cleared. From what I heard, he's been cleared in uh, concussion protocol. Um, so he's trying to attempt to shoot around today. Um, I think they still probably list him closer to a game time decision. Um, I expect um, him probably to give it a go because, as we stated yesterday, they really have no shot without him uh, beating Miami. I mean, at best case scenario with no Embiid, this would probably be a gentleman's sweep because I'm just totally have given up on faith on uh, Mr. Harden, uh, period. I just don't feel that, you know, that he's, whether it's some injury he's dealing with that we don't know, and I feel I hate even going there because it feels like I'm giving him excuses because um, it could be the latter to where, like T-Mac has been saying all week, maybe he's just right that his skills are starting to erode in front of our eyes. Uh, but I can't really, and I don't think Doc can, or Philly, if, you're, if you've got root and interest in this, because um, you're a Philly fan or you got money on the game, I don't see how you can feel confident in hitching your wagon to James Harden until he sees otherwise. I mean, you know, and, and that's why I believe, depending on how this weekend goes, because uh, the night would be game three in Philly, and I'm assuming game four would be Sunday uh, in Philly. So depending on how this weekend goes for James, is going to really set the tone on how he's looked at, in my opinion, going forward, even into next season, or if they end up getting eliminated this round. And that's why I kind of hinted earlier during the week that I thought that the the honeymoon between James Harden and the city the bro- they call brotherly love it's pretty much almost over. It's almost over because uh, we know Philly will let you have it. I mean, if they don't feel like, especially if you've got this hype around you that James have had over the years and, you know, they wanted to run Ben Simmons out because, hey, he's weak, he's not one of us, and then they think they're replacing this guy with you and the MVP goes down. Speaking of Embiid, which I'm pretty sure I think he should uh, win the MVP, you're nowhere to be found to try to help Maxi, which we we can't be leaning on Maxi. I mean, he's he's taking strides and go, but he's not a guy that's supposed to pick up the slack for Embiid. You know, it really starts with James and and I'm and, and regardless whether Embiid plays tonight or not, I definitely definitely will be looking at 
you know, the performance of James Harden or how he handles this, whether Embiid's there or not, but especially if B decides not to give it a go. But if he doesn't play tonight, then just uh, then pretty much they probably stick with their early re- first reporting on this that he's out indefinitely. Because if he don't play tonight, he's not playing in the series. Because if you if you don't, I mean, uh, let me rephrase that. If he doesn't if he doesn't play tonight, and Philly's able to somehow win this game at home without him, then I would still leave the jury out for Game Four on Sunday. But if he doesn't play tonight and they lose, what's the point of bringing him back down 3-0? The opportunity to come back 3-0? No. There's still a, there's still a chance. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's the same reason why you, you want to see them out there. If there's still an opportunity to turn things around, now, now would he play the full next game? If you're, if you're getting beat down at halftime, maybe not. If his if his if his presence hasn't changed much and the role players still can't get going, maybe he doesn't finish the second game. But but you you don't you don't get this far just to give up. Well, that's but but Jonas, what I'm telling you is for one, he is the franchise, and you know, right. and I'm not trying to make light of the injuries that he's dealing with. I mean, I've never had an orbital fracture or a broken face. I mean, I, I took. Had to take 18 stitches in the nose right there. Soccer battle in the field, practice. Guy coming ball, didn't see him, bam, 18 snitch, uh, stitches. Played the next day, though, That's from that era. Anyway, um, no, Jonas, if, if, if he's, if like, to me personally, what difference is, how much a difference is 48 hours really going to make at this point? Now, initially after this injury, like B said, he couldn't even use his cell phone because the light from his cell phone was hurting him, his eyes. So that lets you know how bad it was. So when you go in an arena, you got lights coming, beaming on you. You got cameras and all that. So that's different. But now we're into day four, five, six. And my thing is if he can't go tonight, okay, unless he starts having concussion-like symptoms all of a sudden, if he can't go tonight and they lose – that's your franchise. It, it, I mean, to trot him out there, just stick with the original report saying he's out indefinitely. The, this is the stand tonight. There's a reason why no one's ever came down from 3-0. They've got the coach that blow two-game leads, not the coach that's going to rally a team down to fight back from the depths of 3 They're not beating. Look, I haven't tooted Miami's horn all year, but I have respect for Coach Bo, Pat Riley that runs that organization. They're not beating the Miami Heat. If they lose tonight, they're not beating them four out of the next possible well, what? Be four okay. to four. Yeah, you they're not. No, they're, they're not beating them four straight games. Tonight's the night. I, if the, the report came out that he's in shoot around or trying to go through it, I expect he'll be masked up and he'll be there if he's going to play in this series. If he don't play tonight, the only chance that he has in Sunday if they win tonight. That's my opinion. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. I, I, would, be, I would be very upset if I was a Sixter fan because this, this just reminds me of kind of, again, the Ben Simmons news. Like, oh, is he, he's going to play. Is he going to play? Is he ready to play? If, if, if Embiid doesn't want to go through this and just say, no, I'm done, just shut me down. He's if, not going to do if that. You're gonna be, if, if you're going to be done for the series, then be done for the series. But if you're if you're talking about you would come out in game three when you still have a chance to bounce back in the series, why wouldn't you play in game four when you still have a chance to bounce back in the series? Ben Simmons chose not to play in game four and then and that, that elimination. Right, game. but you're comparing apples to oranges because Ben Simmons, first of all, we hadn't seen Ben Simmons since last June. It had almost been a full calendar year before Ben Simmons, even the last time that Doc Rivers threw him under the bus in the, in the post game after he just basically couldn't make a layup. He's been questioned all of like, and this is something, and first of all, 
even though it's reported he had back surgery, speaking of Ben Simmons, this was a situation where nobody knew how he hurt his back. Embiid is going to probably be the MVP. Embiid has had a hell of a season. and It shows that this is like the difference is, is like Embiid, you know, from the social media guy to trolling and not all the way in good shape. He knocked off. He finally got enough of that. He 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 did this this last offseason. I mean, he started getting mature last year, but the body really took forward. That's why he's in the MVP conversation. And this is killing Embiid not to play. Ben Simmons was dealing with a whole bunch of other issues. And first of all, it's not all his decision in Embiid if he's going to play or not. So to me, they've got a lot of money invested in him. I disagree. But they would have already shut him down. They would have already. They would already be saying the well, report, like you're, like you said, the report wouldn't be. He's he, he's out, but this could change. Disagree the next with 24 that. I disagree hours. with that. You know why? Because they do it in the NFL. It's gamemanship. That ha- makes Bo have to still think that we got to prepare for B. You're wrong on that. Th- at the end of the day, behind the scenes, there it's not all up to Embiid. There's if if it's if we're dealing with not an ACL or a broken thing like my man GP the second or the third up in, in Golden State, and it's just a a fracture in your face where everybody knows you can play with a mask. Why not? Whether they think like, hey, we're going to side on the uh, air of caution this. They're not going to. That's why they came out that quick. They're not going to sit there and say, oh, well, he's just out. That's why whoever leaked that, they came back and said, well, well wait a minute. Because you still want Coach Bo and that coaching staff to have to worry about it. They have to prepare for a beat. What I'm telling you is I believe that he's going to give it a go tonight. So, But what I'm telling you, if he doesn't give it a go tonight, then he's really still not all the way healed. And really what a difference of 48 hours is going to make till Sunday. And if they lose tonight and he's down 3-0, what, what what's the risk of running them out there? Take another bow to work where you're not coming back from three zero, and it's not the same you could. thing. Let's you move on, Jonas. You don't, you don't quit Let's on. You just, you just don't. Quit I don't on. think that's quitting, man. I, I don't. Uh, it, I, I don't think a, that's if there's quitting. An opportunity and the season's not done, and you and you choose not to play in that last game. Even he's really that hurt. We're down three zero. That is the franchise. It goes back to what I always say about the NFL. When you got franchise players, and it, and it goes from the NBA. And let's just talk about the quarterback position in the NFL or receiver. What do you want to say? If you're young, which in B still young and he's a franchise, you're not risking further damage or permanent injury for one title run for just to say, hey, can we extend this series? We, we don't need to eat up the rest of the time for this. I, the, the whole point of you trying to compare this to Simmons, it's not the same thing. And B, like this guy is going to win the MVP or finish second at worst. It's not a situation where like, man, I'm going to quit. I really don't want to play. He wants to play. He's looking out there and seeing James Harden doing a damn thing for them. He's already called James out after game one. Oh, okay, excuse me. After game, uh, the one Toronto game that they lost, he called him out a little bit before James stepped up and had his 18 points, the best one in the playoffs. He called, and Bede is killing him not to play. If they get down and he don't play tonight, that's not a B say, oh, I'm good. That's the doctors and teams say, hey, man, we're good. Just sit out. That's the opinion. They're not coming back from 3 0. There's a reason. We've played NBA playoffs for a long time. There's a reason why no one's done it yet. Not saying it's never going to happen. You know, I'm not saying it's never, ever in our lifetime going to happen. But the chance that you're not going to risk a guy like a beat. If he's good enough to go, he will be there tonight. If not and they lose, I don't expect to see him back in the game four. 1-800-707-9760. I, 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 I'm with you. Okay? I get it. Um, the other person on the other side of the court with him, though, James Harden. Right. And, and you've already spoken and said that the, the because of the trade, because of what they gave up, because of all the moves, Philadelphia is going to have to put up with him for a long time. They're they're now committed to him beyond for some years, yeah. But they're, but contractually, they're not because the honeymoon is going is ending this poorly. 
is it a situation where where because he couldn't he couldn't rise up without Embiid? He couldn't get anything done. He couldn't even pull off one game if they were to lose tonight. I, I, this is the thing. I, I go back to this point. I feel that you've got to at least run it back with him for another year or two because you're not going to let him walk with giving those picks they gave up for him. It's not the same as the NFL and first round or whatever. I get that. But at the end of the day, when they made the trade to go get him and gave up what they gave up, and they gave up some decent pieces and talent too, they're not going to – this ain't no one and done, just a five- or six-month rental for James Harden. It's not. And he's got his GM, Daryl Morey, up there that was with him in Houston that really orchestrated this thing to get to Philly. Because honestly, if Daryl Morey's not in Philly and, and didn't get that job, I don't think Doc and, and, uh, and you know, Brand – is really probably even made that trade for James Harden to get on. This is a Daryl Morey situation, and the bottom line, what they gave up for him, they're not going to let him walk just after five months or four months of service. They're at least going to have to ride him out for the next two years. And then in the next two years, and they're going to give him a new contract. He's going to get a new – when you made a trade for James Harden, you knew not only are you giving up pieces, but you are giving him a new contract. That's just the way it's going to work. And James plays, he's playing like he knows that. He's not having to play for no contract. He's going to get paid. And that's not like sitting at the blackjack table and chasing because you lost one hand. You lose another hand. You start to double down. That's not chasing. That's not just counting your losses and moving on. No, because times is ticking. Like you have, you, you, you can't recoup those picks of those players in an offseason what you gave up for them. You got to ride it out. That that's not. You got to wait and see how that goes. Because because at the same time, when you get in, and I want to make this point, and we're going to get to Fernando's phone call and move on. But the the thing is, is that I don't care. You know, GMs in NFL, GMs in basketball, maybe GMs in hockey as well too, in baseball. When you in these type of situations where you done a trade or you required a guy through free agency, and you know, like man, this ain't really working out the way it is, and you've given up a lot for them, or it's a guy that you've got to give a contract to, GMs in all sports will talk themselves into, and the coaching staff and owners will talk themselves into reasons to keep this dude and give him another shot and let him go. Because it's a pain in the ass what you give it up, and you can't really recruit that. So trust me, there will be a lot of reasons where James goes out and lay an egg this weekend, and he gets averages 10 points in these two games, and he's getting killed you know, by people like me, everybody in social media, every all oh, James sucks, and this guy's done, and all that. At the end of the day, they will go back. You know, like I said, Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, and pretty much Doc Rivers will get together when they're exit out of this, and they will spend the next month or two coming up reasons why. Well, it didn't work because of this. It didn't work. To, it ain't like, oh, man, get him out of here. This guy, no, it don't work like that. This ain't fantasy basketball, man. This ain't a couple guys drinking beers and drafting guys and calling somebody, send them an email at work, say, hey, man, you want to trade this guy's not working. It don't work that way. That's why I say the honeymoon will be over if he don't show up. But they're stuck with him at least for another year or two. Miami's and he's drawing one and a half. And he's and he's going to get paid. And he's going to get paid. And that's why I've been on his ass so much because I just feel like he's gotten everything he's wanted. When he didn't want to be somewhere, he shipped out everywhere. And that's a guy, again, that's not going to keep him up 10 or 15 years from now if James never gets a ring. He's not one of those guys. Basketball is not life and death with him. He's just very talented. When he wants to be, he's very talented, but it's not life and death in basketball and, 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 and willing to want it that bad. That's what I mean by the life and death. Wanting it that bad. It's not on that level with James Harden, in my opinion. You listen to the sports crowd. We get back. We'll get to Fernando's phone call. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back.